welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Everybody, welcome to Punch It, writing in Star Trek. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always, is Tristan Riddell. <gasps> Tristan Riddell. We have never taken off as much time from podcasting as we have the last three weeks. Three weeks. We've taken off one. We've taken off two. But three is a new one for us. And you know what, man? I missed you. <laughs> well, I missed you too. It's it's true. I've never actually. Um... I've never actually gone that long without podcasting at all because <laughs> I've always had another show to do and Nerd Nuptial is kind of on a hiatus right now. It was it was a little unplanned. Uh-huh. And we've we haven't done my wife and I haven't done Nerd Nuptial for a while. Like I'm pronouncing the H, that's how long it's been. <laughs> and Okay, Stewie. And uh and and people are actually messaging me like, "Are things okay?" <laughs> Like, what's going on? Well, you know, maybe we ought to just catch everybody up and talk about what's been going on in our lives because a lot has been going on. It's true. Uh, yes, like uh, as some of you know, I moved. I bought my first house. Yay! And Congratulations. That's a big, momentous you. life event. It It is, and it's been... I mean, like, during this process, I mean... The act of physically buying it was very simple and very straightforward. Like I had the best attorneys, the best realtors, the best lenders, and uh, it was fantastic. But the act of moving in, like I had horrible movers. We had we had a gas leak that made it uninhabitable. Oh. We had to replace the water heater. There was something wrong, wrong with the water pressure. Like it was just like there was just multiple and multiple and multiple things that happened all at once. Like just all of at course. once. And so. So many people are like, well, that's homeownership. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I get that if this was over the course of like six months or a year. But we we had like a year's worth of home stuff happen in two weeks. Which is and, so strange because you would think you know, that a house who has just undergone several different inspections wouldn't have any problems. That's why we do a lot of those things, right? But mm-hmm. not. It, it's always something. It's always something. and And also... Uh, work has been insane. Like I work in education. I work for a major university. And so our school year has started. And so that means homecoming and reunions coming up and holiday stuff is coming up. And so everybody's trying to get stuff in at this quarter. And so life has really, really just been insane on my end. And same with you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I started a new job this summer in July and completely kind of shifted the paradigm of my time management, what I can do and when I can do it. That's been a major adjustment, along with my commute, of course, because you factor all of that in. And then suddenly I go home and I'm dead tired and I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't have time to do anything anymore. (laughs) So with all the projects that I like to do, like the podcast, like Babble for Five, that's also on the Nerd Party Network, doing all of that, along with the Zocalo, which I do with Norman Lau, I'm like, oh my God, I can't breathe. How am I going to get all of this done? Uh, along with all the other things that I'd like to be doing. I've had such an itch lately to be writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've outlined a few things. Unfortunately, none of them have been Star Trek stories, but I've just been itching to not just come up with ideas because that's what this show is all about is we do tons of Star Trek ideas. We do kind of the framework, 
But as far as actually following through and making a complete story, I have not done that in a long time. And so I've been thinking, okay, I want to just make sure, can I still do that? (laughs) You know, it's been a long time. I want to see where I'm at with that. And I've been working on that. So I'm working on a couple of things ever so slowly with what time I do have. And so, you know, I've just been trying to indulge that part of my brain that really wants to just play in the midst of everything else. It's pretty crazy how easily our free time is taken away because by the time, like, yeah, but by the time I get home from work, you have to take care of the baby, you have to cook dinner, you have to take care of the house now. Yes, yes. And then you have a a baby who doesn't want to sleep. And Mm. then when she finally gets to sleep, you're like, oh, great. I have 45 minutes before I get sleepy. (laughs) Right. Yes. And then you have to have the actual discipline to kind of take your mind down and say, it's time for bed. We need to relax. Mm -hmm. We need to go to sleep, which I don't know for you how well that works, but I'm kind of 50-50 with that. I, it depends on the day. Like sometimes I'll submit and surrender at like 9, 45, 10. And then there's other times where I'm like, screw it. I want to do something fun. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm up to like 11, 11, 30, something like that. But uh, mm. one component of being so busy, because I know so many of our listeners are, if not all of them are, everybody's busy in their own way in some well, shape yeah. or form. They've all got lives too. But one segment of being busy is that I really, really don't get to watch star trek anymore i i haven't really been able to sit down and watch star trek for years like literally years besides discovery you know like where you know discovery has come out and everything like that but like my my wife and i did like a marathon one time where we watched the movies uh-huh. Uh huh. Because she never really saw the original series movies, and so I started showing them to her. I mean, I don't know, like a year ago or something like that. But like, I hear about all my friends online and all my Star Trek friends and everything like that. Like, oh yeah, I'm watching these three episodes tonight, and I just get so insanely jealous because <laughs> you know, like I'm not I'm not married to the biggest Star Trek fan. No. And so if like she only has 45 minutes too. And uh-huh. she doesn't want to spend that time watching a Star Trek episode. So I don't blame her. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I started listening to Star Trek episodes during my commute. Hey, that's a smart idea. You know, I ought to do that while I'm at work because I can listen to podcasts during certain parts of my day, which is how I mm-hmm. try and stay on top of them. I ought to listen to Star Trek because now that you've brought that up, I'm thinking, aside from watching the motion picture, I went to the theater and I did the 40th anniversary thing through Fathom Events. Nice. But besides that, oh my gosh, like to just actually sit down and watch a full episode of Star Trek uninterrupted besides disco, I don't know when or what that was. Right? Oh and my it's gosh. Sad because it and used it's to be sad. such a huge part of our lives. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's just in memory. I mean, we've watched it countless times, but that's not the point. <laughs> just Right, wow. exactly. Yeah, that's really that that's what adulthood has done to us. I mean, and I don't even have a child. I don't I don't have that excuse. Well, I mean, there's plenty of excuses beyond just having a child, and that's just mine. But mine with, is my LA commute, you, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> For those of you who are interested because so many of us have watched them so many times, we have them devoted to memory, so we don't necessarily need to see the episode to know what's going on because there's a lot of visual aspects of Star Trek. Like the space battles aren't as fun, but you can imagine them because we've seen them so many times. But what I do, my process is I I have an iPhone. And so all these Star Trek episodes on Netflix are downloadable. 
Aha, uh-huh, yes. And so I, I download three episodes uh, while I'm on Wi-Fi so it doesn't hurt against my data plan. Yeah, that would and add then, up fast. And there's this way that you can just listen without actually watching because you don't want to be dangerous, of course, while it's no. in the phone. And so what you'll do is you'll, you'll uh, once it's downloaded, you open up the app and then hit play, play the episode, and then lock it without closing Netflix or stopping it. It's got to be playing. So you lock it while it's playing. That'll stop it. And then when you hit lock again to turn on your phone without going into the main menu, you'll have a, a notification box pop up. And then you just hit play in the center and then you can lock it and make the screen go dark and then you can hear it and let it run through your your headphones or not headphones because you'll be driving. Um, hmm. But you let, let it run through your speaker system or whatever. Or if you don't have one, you can just let it play through the speaker on the phone. And then that way, that's how I do it. And there, I'm sure there's several different ways that you you can do it. That's, that's, that's cool, it. though. That's a good tip, just in case people don't know that. Also, <laughs> if you're like me and you've got an old school car that doesn't have Bluetooth, you can... Uh, I always put my phone in the cup holder, and that helps as mm-hmm. an amplifier. It's like a little extra speaker, and that works for me. My radio has been dead for a couple of months, and I've just been too lazy to swap it back out. And so I've been listening just to the iPhone speaker for a long time. <laughs> you just kind of get used to it after a while. I hate yeah. to say it's just like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yes. I don't want to spend 300 bucks on a new system, but it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 For real. <laughs> well, when I get tired of listening to Becoming Superman on audiobook, which is the autobiography of Joe Michael Straczynski, my favorite author of all time. I will. I'm going to start doing that, listening to some Star Trek that way, because there's just not a whole lot of option as far as like being home and actually watching an episode. And like you, my husband, Patrick, he's watched some Star Trek. He watches Discovery mm-hmm. with me, but he's not going to sit down with me and say, we ought to do an episode of The Next Generation tonight. No, same we're not exact doing story, it. Same exact story. We're not doing it. What I've been doing it. is I've been listening to uh, Enterprise. I started from mm. the beginning. Nice. And... Uh, you can take this as a criticism or or not, but in Star Trek, there is so much oral exposition uh-huh. that listening to it is not that bad because you got the captain's log, you've yeah. got thing like when things happen after the fact, you have you know people saying like, "Oh, thank goodness that we survived the crash in the shuttle pod because <laughs> X, Y, and Z happened." Even uh, though I'm saying th- I'm saying this to you, even though you were there, I just want to say, "Thank goodness." Thank goodness for exposition. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's true. It, it's very good as an audio drama. It works that way. Dialogue is a huge component of Star Trek, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it listenable, just on exactly. its own. Yeah. So. While we're catching up, now that we've caught each other up a little bit, because this is the first time you and I have talked beyond text messages since the last time we recorded, we've also got to catch up on some reviews. That's right. We've gotten a few, and we really do thank you guys for taking the time to do that because it really helps us out. It gets us higher in the rankings. It gets us noticed. And when you uh, write a review, it's kind of like a little love letter to us, and (laughs) it also... It also lets other people know that this is a show worth listening to. And so yeah. if you have the time to do it, please go to whatever service you listen on and uh, give us a review. If you give us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. And if you uh, give us a review outside of Apple, because we know t- tons of our listeners listen outside of Apple products, if you could uh, let us know where you wrote a review, we will go out and find it because we only get notifications from Apple. Right. Yes. So Stitcher... 
Does Spreaker do reviews? I don't even really use that service, but we're available there. Yeah, Stitcher, Spreaker, um, all the, so yeah, like all those. Oh my gosh. There's so many. Google Castbox, Play. There's, <laughs> yeah, Google, all the platforms. Oh my gosh. Well, let's take care of the ones that we uh, have gotten in that we know about. And uh, this first one comes from Australia. So it's kind of cool to know that we are being listened to all around the world. That's fun. This comes from Sophie D. And Sophie says, Tristan and Char are really the best at anything Star Trek. Oh, flattery. I love it. That's what I needed this morning. (laughs) They understand what fans of the show want and really deliver quality content. The only downside is that the Star Trek episodes they write don't actually make it to the TV screen. If I wanted anyone in the Star Trek writer's room, it would be these two. Keep it up. It's the thing that I look forward to every Friday, and I can never wait for a new episode. Well, that is so sweet. Thank you. And Star Trek writers, if you're listening... We can pitch. <laughs> there's there's so many... You and I have talked about this a lot, but I feel like you and I would have so much fun. I mean, so many... Who wouldn't? But you <laughs> and I especially would have so much fun writing hollow novels. Because oh, gosh. what what we would do... We wouldn't even write an adventure that you and I would be a part of. We would just sit back and talk to the computer and say like, okay, let's make the episode look like this. And then we just watch it in 2D. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what we would do. <laughs> If you need to put us in a nutshell, that's the description you use. That's that's what we do. That's hilarious. There's so many times I've had so many fantasies of having access to a holodeck or a computer like the Enterprises or Voyagers and say, computer, okay, uh, gathering all the documents and personalities uh, via email, text messages, and uh, producer's documents and scripts, please postulate what season five would have looked like if Enterprise wasn't canceled. You know, like, right. So. Yes. Yes. Because you know they would do that. Yeah. That's that's so much fun. All right. We've got one more review. And this one comes from Great Britain by KBest845. And this person says, fantastic podcast, fantastic hosts. Finding this podcast has really refreshed and reignited my love of the track. Thank you for doing this. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a huge compliment. It is. It really is. And we really appreciate you guys taking the time and uh, giving such flattering words. It really oh my helps us realize that uh, people are listening and liking what we're doing. Yeah. And we're so sorry for our absence. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us. We hope it'll be a little worth the wait. Today, we're just going to kind of geek out a little bit. We've had so much stuff come out since the last time we recorded that you and I, we just have to talk about this like everybody else. Yeah, and that is the trailers that have dropped, as well as short treks. Yeah. So where would you like to start? Do you want to start with the trailers since those kind of came out, you know, first-ish? Yeah, let's talk about the Picard trailer. Okay. (laughs) I knew you'd want to do that one first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I'm recalling, the last time we talked about the last Picard trailer, you said uh, we had just gotten word that Marina Sirtis and Jonathan Frakes were a part of the show, and you said, gosh, I hope they're parents and they have a brooding teenager. Well, it turns out they have a kid. Yes, it was uh, It was interesting because I didn't know, I mean, nobody knew that we were going to get Riker and Troy so it, so early in the process. Like, we, I didn't know we were going to get them in the trailers because they just, like, like, they just filmed them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was fast. And so we must be see like in the trailer we must be getting like season long arcs here, um, all throughout because if they just filmed it and it's like episode seven, you know because most of the time when you get trailers like that it's 
like it's just like episodes from the it's just clips from the first or second episode right but really I, early stuff like the setup is really all the info you usually get you usually get yeah but i think the i think with this one we're getting a mishmash of everything that they've filmed so far yeah. uh because they're it's it's kind of it's we get it on a weekly basis or we will be getting on a weekly basis but i think that they're filming more ahead of time than a normal network show so it's kind of like but they're not dropping an entire season like netflix does Uh so i think it's a half and half model of we're filming a lot beforehand but we're still releasing weekly sure sure also i think just for the sake of that trailer they really wanted to throw us a bone and this this was very much a nostalgia based trailer i mean they knew what they were doing and they knew we, we would collectively flip our lids and love the heck out of it now to to comment on the whole Riker thing which you brought up yeah uh, i was surprised to see them and my knee-jerk reaction just knee-jerk yeah, yeah, yeah. my knee-jerk reaction was oh i wanted them on a ship i wanted them in space like i wanted <laughs> i wanted to see captain or admiral Riker swoop in and save picard's uh, rear end like he did in all good things but instead we get the exact opposite of that yes but they're apparently living in kirk's cabin or at least the renovated version thereof from <laughs> totally star trek looks like generations that, right? it looks so similar if it's not in fact the same exact place i don't know if it is or not but it's not you know i think we knew though the last time we talked about the trailers that they were not exactly doing starfleet life did we know that I think so. Like they hinted at it, maybe. Like we we speculated that maybe Troy was maybe they were back on Beta Z and she was doing important Beta Zoid things. And meanwhile, Riker, who knows, is Mister Mom. We don't really. I don't entirely remember what we said. It was a long time ago now, but we speculated that that was a possibility at the very least. Yeah. Okay, I could I couldn't remember. Uh... But it was once that initial shock of not getting what I wanted uh, <laughs> went down. I was just kind of, it was just so nice to see them. It was just I, oh, I it, it made it so it made me so happy that they're still together. They have a family. Yes. They didn't pull that bull crap like they did in the X Files where they're not together anymore, or, or or like they do like show creators do so many times when they're just like we're going to subvert expectations. No, you're trying to piss us off. Screw you. Yep, and they did. Yeah. So, yes, that made me happy. And, you know, like seeing Seven of Nine with the double guns, you know, oh, going man. through the hallway. Somebody's already made a gif of that and it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that's fantastic. I think the caption was, you know, she's the resistance is futile when it, when she's out, you know, kicking some ass, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So very cool. Very cool. I can totally dig that. Big question. A lot of people have various theories on this already but there is a little clip where seven of nine is hugging somebody presumably because maybe they are dead or dying or something Mm -hmm. who do you think that is it's probably hugh right no apparently the actor who plays hugh said it's so funny how people think that's me so he's either playing with us or it's not interesting Uh uh-huh i i mean it could be if that's the case if it's not hugh you know unless Seven of Nine has a strong connection with one of the characters that we were introduced to in the trailer, which I I I have no basis for this knowledge, so like I have no idea. Uh, but maybe it's an unknown character 
that we haven't met yet, or maybe it's a liberated Borg that she once knew in like Unimatrix Zero. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> My mind went to, oh, what if it's Icheb? But then I remembered we dropped him off in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> because I was just about to warm your heart and say, guess what? Icheb's dead. Icheb's dead. No, but, I don't want to see. No. I don't want to see his death. I just. It's fine if it happens off screen, where it's just like, oh man, it's like, what did we joke about? How, like, oh, it's too bad Icheb was ripped apart by wolves three years ago, or something like that. <laughs> Well, maybe she's just discovering that Icheb's been dead. I, but it's, it's, I don't think it's Icheb, even though it's a, no. it seems like it's a male with dark hair. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's, yeah, like I'm wondering if it's one of the characters, like maybe it's one of the characters that is a part of Picard's crew that maybe she recommended, like, oh, you need to, you need to send this per, you need to take this person with you, and then yeah. they get killed, or it's a character that we haven't been introduced to yet. Yeah, I think it's the latter. I think it's somebody who's going to be important to the story, but we don't know who they are yet. Yeah. Yeah. What else in the Picard trailer stood out to you? Ah, uh, do 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 do. Data's makeup still looks horrible. Um, <laughs> but they're trying so hard. They're trying so hard, but it's I not mean, working. Well, you know, thirty years is a long time to age. It's it's fine if they if they just went with okay because in the show. Like there's an there's a quote from Jordy where he's talking about his mom, Data's mom, where he says, Yeah, she ages just like Data ages. So mm. it's confirmation in the show that Data ages. So if they just went with it and but here's the thing is that like we're not seeing a re a recreation of data in the, like a, a let me rephrase that. Data so far we've seen when we've seen data, it's either been what we think is a holographic representation or uh -huh. some sort of dreamlike state. Yeah, a flashback and, of some kind in the past. And so they're trying in the past. So they're trying to make him look like he did in the past. Yes. And I feel like if they tried to show him today, they would just let him age and say, like, well, it is canon that he does age. Uh but at the same time, I'm like, if you it's not going to, honestly, I, I'm not going to stick on this. Like, it's not going to ruin anything for me. And it's not like it's going to detract anything for, for uh -huh. me when I'm watching the show because there's only so much that you can do. But if you're going to show a character and you're going to have a flashback and try to make them look appropriate, then go all in or don't do it at all. <laughs> but then again, these are the same people, not the same people, but like this is the same uh, franchise that put uh, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis in uh enterprise and tried to <laughs> make right. it right and, and that tried went to say so like well. oh these are the same people who were in season seven of tng mm. <laughs> not quite they'd been changed since then yeah not to their fault at all but yeah i get your point i do and i kind of wonder how could they why why couldn't they just kind of forced gump the whole thing where they take old footage of data and composite it. Uh, I don't know. Well, no, it's it's a lot harder than it looks. And the standard has been raised. The bar has been raised so high because of Marvel and Benjamin Button and, you know, 4K places TVs. like that. Yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. Like the, the bar has been raised because of what they did with Robert Downey Jr. and Kurt Russell in Marvel Films and Sam Jackson in Captain Marvel and everything like that. And I'm sure that, you know, that CBS doesn't want to throw that kind of money just at somebody who's probably only going to be in two scenes. Yeah. But 
I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to be a fanboy about it where I'm not going to go like, they're ruining Star Trek because they're not de-aging data properly. That's not me. That's not what I'm saying right now. <laughs> it's just it's just when I see it, it takes me out of it. Okay, fair enough. I think that's a fair criticism. And you know what? We might not be seeing final footage either. They're probably going to be refining this even more than what we've seen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because post-production takes a long freaking time. The final result that we actually see on screen might be very different from what we saw in the trailer. We don't know. 100%. And it usually always is, especially when you're dealing with like CGI and and any kind of de-aging and things like that. But one thing that did stick out to me that I really liked was when Picard was at Starfleet headquarters and he's yelling at at an admiral. And I can't remember exactly what words he used, but he said he'd like, he still believed that Starfleet has the values that it once stood for, something like that. And then Uh she stands up and screams, this is no longer your house, Jean-Luc. And I was just like, Mm. ooh, that hit hard, but in a good way. Yeah, ouch, ouch. Yes, I cannot wait to find out what has happened since we left Mm -hmm. off with our beloved crew here. What is happening to Starfleet? What is the overall kind of climate like? We know Romulans are involved. And we saw like an old-fashioned Romulan... It's not a bird of prey. It's a war. It's a warbird. Warbird. Right? Thank you. That's the word. Yeah, we saw one of those. What's going like, on? Like, why the hell is that there? Why on earth is a yeah! TOS era warbird there? Yes, so many un- unanswered questions that I cannot wait to learn the answers to. Uh, I-, I think this is going to be a nice, intricate, rich story that continues the universe that we know and love. I I know that the bar is high for Picard. A lot of people. There's a lot of hype. There's a lot of publicity. They know that if they get this wrong, they're going to hurt hard. So I'm really hoping they meet expectations. And I, I, I want it to be as good as we want it to be, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, as, as, do, as do I. And I love the fan theories. I love people talking. And one thing that, another thing that popped out to me was we saw, I think what was on the old board ship, we saw some automatons. We saw some people who had like hmm. numbers on their forehead or like barcodes on their skin, something like uh-huh. that. Some sort of like they were they had no hair, but yet they were marked with some sort of numbering system. And so it makes me wonder, okay, so if we're on a Borg ship and there's automaton numbered, is it some sort of weird thing where maybe Starfleet found an old Borg ship? And they couldn't liberate the old Borg. Like maybe the Borg was still alive, but mm. they were too far gone to liberate them like they did with Seven of Nine or Hugh. Mm-hmm. And and so all that they could do was keep them as automaton. And so they didn't want to kill them. And so they put them to work. And we know that that's going to go well. Yeah, right? I mean, that's the <laughs> thing is that like you have you have people who used to be sentient and who now possibly could be lurking underneath, and now we're using them as a slave labor force? That's not the ideals that Starfleet should be standing no. for. And maybe maybe that's why Picard's getting involved. Maybe that's why Seven and Hugh are getting involved. Um, or or maybe Maddox actually achieved something, and uh-huh. those are androids, and they used the Borg cube for some reason so that the androids could mine stuff from the Borg. I don't know. Right. Yeah, you know? Maddox has come up in a lot of theories I've seen on Twitter. It would not surprise me if something in his research has come to pr- produce chaos in the universe in this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm personally trying to keep my theories uh, at bay 
Like with Discovery, I just want them to take me for a good ride. Tell me a good story. Oh, yeah. No, like I, I love theorizing and I'll have crazy ones, but I'm never... I'm never going to go beyond like the little Riker thing. I'm never going to go, oh, come on. You didn't do what I wanted. Let's go screw you. Right, right. Yeah, never take it to that point where if they don't do exactly what you want, it's wrong. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Sorry, fan base. No, no. Speaking of, the, of Discovery, we got Discovery Season 3 trailer. Let's talk about that. Yes, yes. So another time jump. Yeah, we're going to get all timey-wimey in this hizzy, aren't we? <laughs> so, I mean, like, this show has no problems jumping through time. So, like, with the um, at the end of season one, we realized that they missed the war by over a year? It was, like, nine Something months, like I think. Well, oh, so it was less than a year. Okay. Something like that, yeah. Well, wait, and am then, I getting that wrong? I don't remember now. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long period of time. It was yes. around a year. And, and then, at the end of season two... They jump forward 900 and something years. And then on top of that, we're going to know from the trailer that Michael hasn't seen the crew for a year. Yeah. What? Also, that's crazy. That new hairdo, I got to say, looks amazing. Man, I don't know what kind of protein supplements that she's taking, but that is a lot of hair growth in one year. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm sure they have like hair generators, follicle generators. You can do any kind of hairstyle you want. That explains like that one time Captain Janeway had short hair in season two and then went straight back to the bun of steel the next week. Well, even there's even a TNG episode where, um, oh, oh God, it's the, uh, it's the creepy ghost sex one. Um, oh, Sub Rosa. Sub Rosa. Yeah. In Sub Rosa, like her eyes change colors because of the ghost possession. Uh-huh. And Picard notices it, and he's like, did you change the color of your eyes? And she said, yeah, I got tired of the old one. So that's commonplace. Like, you can just, boom, do that. And and so if you can do that in the 21st century, I'm sure you can grow your hair in the 23rd. Yeah, I'm sure you can change the color at will. Hairstyling, I'm sure, is amazing in the 24th century. At least I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we get all this, and it looks like we've got various Michaels from different time periods. Like, there's a... That montage where we see her kind of as an adolescent and then kind of going upward to her present day. At least that's what I, it looked like to me. I don't I don't think no, I, I don't think we're seeing her as an adolescent. I just think we're seeing her with a different hairstyle. Like in that really? you're talking about that that three shot where Yeah. Cause she like it's it's showing the passage of the year where she's in oh, a shuttle. Oh, okay. I didn't interpret it that way. I thought it was like she was playing with, or we're seeing different incarnations of Michael over time. I mean, I, I really honestly don't even know just because they are playing with time, what where they're going with that. No, I think she just, I did, I remember looking closely because I had the same gut instinct as you. I was just like, is that her really young? But it's the same kind of hairstyle she had when she was young. Uh-huh. And I think that's why we're thinking that it's her as an adolescent. But she's oh. in the shuttle, she's in the shuttle in the same exact way, like with her communicator out sitting in the same exact chair with the same exact background, just with different lighting and different hairstyles. Hmm. So it's showing the passage of time over the course of a year. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to have to go back and watch it again now just to kind of clarify that now in my head. (laughs) It's been a little while. I mean, I haven't really watched the trailers since the weekend they came out. The big thing that stood out to me with the disco trailer, though, is Trill. Yes, we get to go to Trill itself. 
Yeah, we haven't done that since the DS9 days. One of my very favorite episodes of DS9, Equilibrium, in season three, where mm-hmm. we find out that, about that hidden host that Dax had. Now, my hope is, is that if we're going to Trill, let's not make the universe so incestuously small that we're going to go see the Dax symbiont. Can we see somebody else, please? There, you know they're going to do it. You know no! there's going to be there's going to be some there's so many some other dude. symbionts out there. I mean, I love Dax. Don't get me wrong. But there's more to Trill than Dax. You no, know, you know they're going to. There's there, Shut it. For, for a show that gets a lot of criticism by people saying that they're crapping all over canon, there is, you have to admit, there is a lot of fan service in Discovery. Yes, yes, there is. Which is why they're going to do that. Dang it. And you know what? I might really enjoy it. But there's a part of me that really kind of hopes that we don't. I know, I know. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm intrigued about why why we're going to be on Trill, what's going on, what is uh, the state of things in the, the 31st century is the, or the 30th century? What, which what century are we in? I'm not, I think, it, I'm not quite sure. I mean, like if it was a thousand years, a 20, oh, less than a thousand years and it's the 23rd century, that would be 22 something. So 21, so the 32nd century, maybe. Okay, okay. So yeah, big jump, big jump. A lot of things are different. It sounds like the Federation is, it's not destroyed, but maybe a little broken. Yeah, I'm not quite sure because they show that flag and yeah. it has way less stars on it. And yeah. I'm, and I'm kind of like, okay, so are they they, they they taking this as an adaptation of like the, uh, of, of the American flag because we have 50 stars on the American flag and they represent 50 states? And were they trying to say that the original UFP flag had so many stars because that represented like planets that were a part of yeah the, uh, i think that's a part of, of what it was yeah it's the number like a federation worlds hmm. at least that's how i uh, interpret it if i'm wrong hey come at me and, and oh yeah me i mean like I, I don't think anybody knows anybody no nobody knows okay so we all know that michael burnham is treated like a borderline geez messianic figure where like everything, every, every plot revolves around her and her backstory and how she's the one who can do it. Um, whether you like that or not, that's completely up to you. I, I like I'm I'm not saying it necessarily as a criticism, but I feel yeah. like it's kind of there. And so with that, like we we see this 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 moment where she's with wh- whom I'm assuming is the UFP president at the time, and he's a very sad man, <laughs> and <laughs> and they're holding hands. And uh, he says, he basically says, like, I've been waiting for you. You know, like, what are you going to do? And so I feel like something happened to the Federation where they faltered or they splintered. And it's all up to Michael Burnham to save the day and reunite UFP. And that's going to be the mission statement for season three and season four. Yeah. Yeah. I so love that contradiction where a lot of times in dialogue, somebody like Saru will come to Michael and say, you know what? It's not about you, okay? But then, guess what? It is about her. It's up to her to save the day every single freaking time. So, yo, pick one. Yeah, it's also like, uh, like no, 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 no. Michael's not the red angel. That's stupid. Michael's not the red <laughs> angel. Okay, well, it's, we just proved that Michael's not the red angel. And guess what? Just kidding, JK. <laughs> yeah, lols. She is the red angel. <laughs> we, are they trolling us? I think they're trolling us. Uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, so I have 
seen a lot of criticism of, oh, no, they can't be destroying the Federation like this. I don't want to see the chaos. I don't want to see the Federation ruined. Well, okay, guys, Star Trek has always paralleled what's happening in real life to what we see on the screen. It makes sense if the Federation is in some sort of chaos, if it's a little fractured. It hasn't fallen, okay? And and every great civilization has risen and fallen, right? It makes sense that the Federation would have some sort of major obstacle to overcome at some point in its lifetime. But the big question then, is it resilient? Is it built to overcome? That's what we're going to find out. And that can give us a message of hope. And with the way Alex Kurtzman was using the word hope over and over and over, I'm really thinking this could be a very good thing for relating to the time that we're in right now in 2019. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I had that knee jerk too, where I was just like, oh, no, come on, come on, come on. You know, like, leave the Federation alone. Let it be a staple. You know, like, let it be, let it be prosperous, but yet something else is in turmoil. But you got to have drama. You got to have chaos in order to reunite in order to have that catharsis and in order to overcome like in order to overcome an obstacle you first must have the obstacle exactly and so i'm i'm with those people for a little bit where i'm just kind of like no i do i want them to be destroyed of course not do i want them to be a shadow of what they once were no of course not but i'm gonna see where they go with it exactly i'm fully willing to give it a chance myself and you know what i hope it does give us some hope because right now we need all the freaking hope we can get and that's what Star Trek does for us, a lot of us. We did see a lot of different species together. Like they were like, I don't know who they were attacking, but we saw like an Andorian with Morn species and uh-huh. a human and some other people. I want the Zindi so bad. Please give me a <laughs> Zindi cameo. It's time. It is time to throw in some Zindi. All right. Well, you know what? I feel like anything goes in the future. You can do whatever the freak you want, which is why they did it, in my opinion. So why not? And when when the trailer came out, a couple of people brought up Enterprise and the Temporal War, the Temporal Cold War. Uh-huh. And that's first where my brain went to because Daniels, the character Daniels from Enterprise was from the 29th century or something yes. like that or the 30th century. I'm not uh-huh. quite sure. Yeah, 29th, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe we're wrong. Maybe it is the 30th century. I'm not quite sure. Um, no, I mean, like where disco is set. Uh, but... With the 29th century, like, I was thinking, like, oh, okay, well, are they going to mention that? Are they going to, because, like, when Daniels was first brought in Enterprise, he said, like, a trip was saying, like, where are you from? He's like, well, I'm from Illinois. And he says, he's like, well, I'm from a place that you might consider Illinois or something like that. He said, he's (laughs) like, he's like, is Earth still around, like, in that way? And he said, he's like, well, you'd have to determine how you define Earth. And I'm just like, well, that's craziness. And so. Yeah, what? I immediately thought, like, okay, is that are they going to show how crazy that is? Are they going to show that Earth is not just one place anymore? That Illinois is not just one place? It's not just in a physical realm. And but then Trekcore kind of chimed in. He was either Trekcore or Trek movie, where they said, "Listen, at the end of the temporal Cold War, they reset the timeline, so we have no idea what the future is going to look like from Enterprise's perspective." Yeah. So it may not have Daniels. It may not have that Illinois thing or the Earth thing that he was talking about. It's it's completely fair game. Yeah. And knowing how much they are kind of putting the canon into Discovery, I do wonder if somehow this is interconnected with all of that. 
Yeah, it, it would be interesting because I'd love to get an Enterprise J reference. Just a reference. Just a reference. <laughs> just a reference. Just a little bit of name dropping and that's it. Just a little. I don't even need to see it. I don't even need it to be a plot point. Just to, just say J. That's it. Just say J. <laughs> you, if you just say J, then that makes me think of Lieutenant J. <laughs> well, that that too. I mean, we could. I mean, we could. She's we the could sole go survivor. That would be yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who I hope will someday eventually be in Picard, just because. Give her a cameo, a non-speaking role. <laughs> non-speaking role. <laughs> because that's tradition. We have to have her, though. Just put her on camera for two seconds. That's all I ask. All right. And then I think we joked about it before where, like, she opens up her mouth and then there's a red then alert cut. or something. <laughs> and, and cut. <laughs> I'd love that so much. It would make me squee. Okay. So before we go, I know that you have not watched the short treks yet. No, because I am not going to pay CBS 10 bucks a month just for a short trek. Whatever. So <laughs> I, I kind of feel like we really shouldn't even talk too much about the short treks. I don't want to spoil anything for you or any of our listeners who haven't watched it yet either. But there are two out now. One is Q&A, yes. which deals with number one and Spock. And it's Spock coming aboard the Enterprise for the very first time. And then uh, The Trouble with Edward, which has H. John Benjamin, who plays the voice of Bob on Bob's Burgers, a show you and I both love. So, I mean, can you talk about them without spoiling anything? Can you talk about your enjoyment? You know, like what you liked, what you didn't like? I'll speak really generally. I'll say that I preferred Q&A more of the two. I, I, I enjoyed the interaction. Both are a little kind of like nonsensical, goofy, don't have any massive impact on overall stories or anything like that. I don't feel like they're foreshadowing a whole bunch of things necessarily. These are just little snippets. They're exactly what they need to be. 15-minute short stories. The Trouble with Edward felt a little incomplete. I have questions about it, but at the same time, it was just goofy fun. Goofy, okay. nonsensical fun. Just enjoy it for what it is. I I think it's had more fan outrage than Q&A. <laughs> oh, fandom, we just can't have ever anything nice. Uh, yeah. But Q&A, I really enjoy just because I love number one so much. Spock is great too, and it's it's just entirely those two. That's really about it. Now, does Q and A take place after the events of Discovery? No, it's got to be before because Spock is coming aboard the Enterprise for the first time. Like he just got oh, assigned, I didn't know that. he's That's coming cool. over. Yes, yes. So it's about that, cool. and it's about kind of like Number One's first interactions with him. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, they get trapped in a turbo lift, and that's all I'll say. Shenanigans and okay. All right. Well, I will watch them someday. I will see them and, and enjoy them. You better. You'll have to let us know. Yes. Please let us know. And also, like, uh, uh, actually, no, you were talking to me about please letting you know. Yes. I'm talking to the listeners, so letting us know what you guys thought of the short treks or what you thought of Disco or the Picard trailers. Like, what did you like? What did you not like? What are you excited for? What are you apprehensive about? You know, let us know. And you, what you can do is you can go to thenerdparty.com slash contacts, like punch it, and then fill out the email form, and it'll send us an email right to our doorstep. And uh, if you uh, pose an interesting question or tell an interesting story, we might read it on air. Yes. And, uh, and also, as we mentioned earlier, please uh, give us a review if you have the time. And also, go to thenerdparty.com for all of your nerdy needs. We have so many shows 
on our network. That's good for everybody. We have other Star Trek shows. We have Star Wars shows, a Doctor Who show, a Babylon video, Babylon 5 video show. Uh, we got movie shows, TV, it, everything, everything. We got everything that you could possibly want is there. And we're, we're giving you content every single day of the week. And you can find us all over social. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search the Nerd Party and you'll find us. All right, so next episode. We're going to deliver the next episode when we can. And when we deliver it, we're going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.